Origin Clear is a company that focuses on wastewater treatment. And hello, everyone. And welcome to the Water's New Gold CEO Briefing. Our mission is to transform the water industry. Decentralization offers us this opportunity. The plan that you've built here is super impressive. The world is experiencing a crisis in regards to water. It's a great opportunity that you are giving us investors. The decentralization of water treatment means that we no longer need to establish giant water treatment plants. Let them fight over the 20%. Let's work with the 80% that's untreated. Over 21,000 unique alternative investments. Three million jobs in the U.S. alone. Making it easy for the regular investor. All the old trends just accelerated. Lucrative and fulfilling. The vision I've got is to standardize these products. Design, build, own, and operate. We have 65 people in the room. We got an important message to share to the world. We can put a guy on the moon, but our water is horrible. Recycling all that water, it's a huge impact for the environment. Bringing new infrastructure in drive growth in America. That's a critical part of the picture. It's a twin 125 gallon per minute RO system. I don't think we're talking about a $10 million fund. We're talking about a series of $10 million. Yeah, the opportunity itself is very big. To live, yes. Take care of the water. Not too many CEOs do a weekly briefing and are willing to talk to individual investors. And welcome, everyone. We are live in uh, the CEO briefing. And Hello. Uh, Ken, have you been able to let in Andrea? Here he is. So how All comes right. that I, I how comes that I don't have the button to make I, I, you, anybody else co-host? You right got to earn the button. The button. Yeah, is, you know, uh, okay, we're fine. still in consideration. It's going to be about three years before you end up being. <laughs> That's when you get the button. <laughs> get the button. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you retire. <laughs> then, you, then you're good to go. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, uh, orientation period. It was. Uh, it's really fantastic. I. Um, it's a pleasure having Andrea in town because we actually met face to face, which was amazing. It's like, yeah, wow, it was great. that's kind of cool. So um, it's, it's, there's something to be said for physical meetings. We got so much done. It was ridiculous. They used to it do was, that. <laughs> yeah, I great. hear. It was, it was a thing. <clears throat> and uh, next week, no, in two weeks, in two weeks, uh, the, the, the whole team will get together. All the execs will get together and it's going to be a very, very dense few days because things are moving. But it's not going to be an 80s type meeting. <laughs> because the 80s was a different kind of meeting. It, uh, Ken has a clue what I'm talking about. I, I actually don't have much memory of the 80s. So <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> JRW says, greetings. Andrea's here. So it will not take three years, LOL. Baby, I like that. From your lips to God's ears, JRW. Thank you very much. Well, let's jump into it. We've got a nice crowd tonight. And really, our vital mission <clears throat> is to help the world invest in water. And that is uh, increasingly what the world needs because there is this, you know, essentially business users are being left to their own devices for capital. And this is creating an opportunity for investors to invest in water, as we say, like an oil well, uh, stable and efficient friendly. And, you know, you'll see what I'd say. Uh, there's a podcast I'm going to play in a little bit, and I make an analogy you're going to like very much, but I will put you on the edge of your seat for that one. Of course, uh, this is the safe harbor statement that says that, well, we try our very best to say it 
correctly, but it's not a done deal till it happens. We do correct ourselves. If we screw up, we try and tell it like it is. Okay, what is the current capital status? Well, I'll be, I'm happy to tell you that on paper, at least, we are at a million dollars. We are still waiting for a few, one, two, three, four more um, investments to be banked. So we jumped from 959,600 to 972,100. But that magic 100 million, that's not what magic 100 million, 100 million yet. You're a mouth to God's ears. Yeah, exactly. The million uh, is a magical mark that we do plan to announce um, to the world because oh, it means something. It means that in just a few months, in um, you know, five months, less than five months, we've managed to raise that kind of money and we have big plans to raise much, much more. So that's good news. And thank you, Ken, for staying on top of it. And in fact, oh, yeah. the whole corporate development team uh, you know, Devin and Larry, you guys are working hard. Prasad, CFO, Eric Sandler, controller, John Peraza, direct, director of admin. Everyone's important in this game. Okay, I have an interview here with uh, Tony Bradshaw. Mm. And uh, he's an interesting guy. Uh, podcast called The Millionaire Choice. Here he is. And um, he basically, you know, grew up, you know, in a lower income neighborhood um, and basically decided he was going to become a millionaire. Uh, did it and very quickly um, and moved on from being a millionaire uh, by the age of 40 to teaching people. And just to give you an idea of the kind of stuff that he covers here, episode 76, $40,000 in 40 days, Zach Booth. So the real question is why did he get interested in a water story, right? And so this is where it becomes relevant to what he was interested in. Here we go. Welcome back to the Millionaire Choice Show. And man, we're going to have some fun on the show today because I'm going to learn something today from Riggs Eckleberry. Uh, he is the chairman, CEO, and co-founder of Origin Clear Water. And before we get going and hear uh, Riggs' story, I really want you guys to listen because he's doing something very unique and interesting in the water space. And I'm not going to give all that away because I'm, I'm going to be learning on this call as well. And uh, man, welcome to the show, Riggs. I'm really excited to hear what you've got to say. It's always fun to learn about not just new investments, but new things that people are doing to make the world a better place. I really appreciate the opportunity. Let's let's have some fun. Jump in, man. Just uh, let's educate some people on you know this whole concept and especially your business and how it works. Something like 78% of all water use is by agriculture and industrial. So that's most of the water use. What's happening, unfortunately, is that the America's central water infrastructure is falling apart. It's not funded. That's why Flint became a problem. That's why you know South Bend, Indiana, uh, Compton, California, where the water started running brown. And then when they asked, so what's up with that? The, the city said, uh, yeah, well, we've been asking for money for 10 years, but you never gave it to us. Now the water's brown. That kind of stuff has been going on. And so we tend to take water for granted until it's broken. And but businesses have had this um, shock, this water shock for some time. There's cases, for example, look at uh, Russian River Brewery in Sonoma County, uh, Northern California. And uh, they're they're a uh, case study by a very good company um, uh, that is in our space called uh, Cambrian Innovation. Great company. And um, what what they found was that um, they were expanding the water treatment. I'm sorry, their brewery. They were expanding the brewery production. They were being very successful. And the Sonoma County water rates were just sky high. And, and they realized they had to treat their own water in order to survive. Um, the problem with that, and this is happening across America and the world, 
is you then get into a real problem with how do you finance something like that? Uh, you know, Russian River Brewery is not interested in water treatment systems. They're interested in brewing systems. They want to make beer. And so you say, well, you're going to have to spend a million dollars on your, on your own water treatment. You go, well, okay, I'll get to that. What we do, we shortcut the whole issue by saying, don't worry about paying up front. We'll be your private utility. And just you, you just pay on the meter. And they go, okay, that's a no-brainer. Where do I sign? Because now it's just in their operating budget. It's, it's just like your water bill at home, right? Nothing to it. People don't mind paying on the monthly because it's gradual pain as opposed to sudden pain. So that's what we do. It's a program we call Water on Demand. And here's what we learned. There's a huge success story in the oil industry called Master Limited Partnerships. And in 1981, Apache Corporation invented these clustered oil or energy projects, oil production, gas production, and pipelines. And they packaged them up and they created these partnerships. And then you would have a royalty, it's a generational royalty. It just goes on forever, right? That, that oil well does not stop producing. That pipeline does not stop running. We went, wait a minute. We can offer the same thing, but for water. Yeah. You, can, you can invest in a basket of water projects, which call their water on demand. We create subsidiaries and we put capital in there. And you're going to get uh, 25% of the net profits from that, from your investment for the life of the project, which can be 25 years or more. And you get a bunch of stock and everybody's happy, but you're getting water like an oil well. But instead of it being fossil fuels, which we know the problems with that. I mean, right now, I challenge anybody to, to drive very far without, um, without fossil fuel. And even the people driving electric cars, they're, they're charging from a fossil source. So it's still very much embedded in our society, but we'd like to move away from it. But we don't want to move away from water. We like that. We want to do more water treatment. 6,000 kids a day in the world die from bad water and something that we need to fix, right? So this unlimited potential for water investment. And what we did, we said, wait a minute, why are we just waiting for the government to pay for the water systems? Why don't we bring in ordinary investors and connect them up with water projects like these oil limited partnerships? And now you've got a new way for people to invest. Now here's what we wanna do. You've noticed maybe that the elites are cornering the market on a bunch of stuff, right? Bill Gates just became the number one owner of real estate in America, for example, right? Yeah, farmland, farmland, real estate, yeah. Farmland, exactly. But guess what? Water, this new water like an oil well, is a way to democratize it that we don't, it does not have to be elite. It can be, our company will welcome investors in these systems. And now instead of having one Jeff Bezos, you have Jeff Bezos divided by 10,000, which is still a lot of money. And now we've democratized water investment. We've made it something for everybody. And it's beneficial. And that's what excites us so much about it and why people are, you know, we're doing extremely well with this. We're accumulating capital so that, you know, out of every dollar we raise, 50 cents goes into this capital fund. And we're now, you know, since November, we started and we're now past a million dollars and it's rolling. And we're putting money into these water systems and people are going to get their royalties. And that is a new day for water. And we are so excited about doing that. Well, I love the the idea of innovation that you're bringing into that place. Very interesting. Like you talked about the elites, um, you know, they they look at the world as their planet. They don't they they look at us as more like occupants that are kind of in the way, and they that, that that they own everything, right? So when you look at Bezos buying up land, you know, Bezos is probably over 350,000 acres. He's one of the top uh, 30 landowners in the country, private landowners, and uh, 
Gates is on the farmland list. It is about 200, and I think last I saw 250, 260,000. Water systems right now are a centralized system. So if you want to get water from Nashville, you go to the public utility for Nashville. That's where you go for the water. What you're talking about is decentralizing that water treatment, decentralizing, putting the power really back into the individual's hands. Or in, you said 70% of all water usage is agricultural and or industrial. And, uh, and just make it that. So they become, they kind of become their own utility again, because now it's affordable to be your own utility. And is that generally the concept? Well, when I was living in Los Angeles, um, you know, we'd flush the toilet and it would go all the way down to the ocean and they would treat the water. They weren't, they were dumping it treated, but they were dumping it. It was not coming back up to Beverly Hills to be reused. And so this is why we have very, very bad recycling rates. You know, um, Israel recycles almost 90% of their water. We recycle 1%. And the reason is we have this big old centralized system that's out of date. The central water system uh, in this country, the 150,000 water systems in this country are not really going to be updated. What we're going to do is we're, we're now building this ring of treatment systems around it that are private that then do recycle, do get multiple turns on the water, treat it to better quality, and then give it to the cities, treat it. I think we're going to see a lot of upheaval uh, in water systems. And some places are going to do okay. Some places won't. Like water is the next gold. But you mentioned um, every day 6,000 kids die from from bad water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm a numbers guy. Well, I'm a numbers guy. So I translated that while we were talking. And that means that roughly about 2.2 million kids per year died just from bad water supply. That's about 250 per hour, which this show is about an hour long. So that means somewhere in the world, 250 children died during this show while we're doing this recording from bad water. That's mind boggling. Like it, it, it really kind of wakes you up. I just saw an article today that the real heroes of illness eradication in the early 20th century were not the, the, uh, the doctor's although they played their part, it was the sanitation engineers who cleaned up the water, right? Oh, that's good. Here's the good news. Remember how when we went to wire up Africa for for, for phones, we didn't build landlines, right? We just went to cell towers. There's no landlines in Africa, but they have have phone service. So where you don't have infrastructure, you can go straight to the new thing. We're not going to build big central plants to treat water in places like India, Bangladesh, and Africa. It's going to be a lot of small stuff, a lot of set. So the modular, small self-treatment system that we're pioneering here today, we have great technology in-house that is these, these prefab systems called modular water systems. It's our brand. Well, we're doing it in America with these do-it-yourself business businesses but in the future, it's going to be the entirety of the water system in a place like uh, Republic of Central Africa or Gabon or Chad, right? That's going to be the entirety of it. They're not going to have a big central system. And that, I think, is very exciting because we're going to make some big difference in those horrendous um, death tolls. Yeah, I love what you said there, because I think people that don't understand systems or business, you get what's called a legacy system, which is what the U.S. has. It's a legacy system. It's old. It's outdated. It, mm-hmm. You know, you want to put something new in, you want to improve it, you want to go there, but it's just so cost prohibitive just to because you got to pull the old out and put the new in. Whereas in a place like you mentioned, Africa, there's nothing there to replace. So it's you cut your costs like in half because you don't have to do away with the old. You don't have to rip out the old. You just put the new in and everything's better. 
um, that's an interesting concept. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, it'll be fun following you guys over the next couple of years and seeing how everything develops and, and goes. And uh, let's talk for a minute before we wrap up. Uh, Cause we were talking about all the dirty water and the, all this kind of stuff. What have you found? Like, you know, for us, I know when I went through the water process and what was in my house, uh, you know, a lot of times people are just drinking tap water thinking it's clean. Uh, but that can be further from the truth. There are so many things. And when I go to, to clean my filter out, you know, you have to, you're supposed to clean it out like once every 90 days, these household filters, uh, six months in some cases. And it's an, it's nasty. Like the stuff that comes out of the water and I've got two stages. So you said a 0 0.02. I think I've got a, a 10 micron and a point a something like a 0 0.05. So I, I catch it in two stages and, and it's, it turned, the waters turns Brown and it's things floating in it. And I'm like that, if I didn't have this filter on, like I, that'd be in me, that, that's bad. So what are you, what are you finding in water quality that, uh, that needs to be cleaned up out there? Well, by the way, there's a very good website called ewg.org environmental work, uh, environmental um, working group org and there's a slash tap water and you can look up the water quality in your zip code ewg and uh just google ewg tap water boom it'll come right up and you'll be fascinated by what's there now what they do is they go okay fascinated uh, or disgusted well fascinated here's why because the the municipality you're looking at will probably be compliant with the law but then they'll show okay Point something, point something microns of arsenic, let's say, right? And then that, that's compliant. They say the actual level that's le that's, that science has determined is safe is much lower. So they have, the, the law has, is permitting um, much, much higher levels than are healthy. Now, these things are, are nasty uh, in the water. And um, um, glyphosate, which is Roundup, is a terrible thing. Um, we invested in a showerhead that is, that is uh, known to reduce um, the roundup you get into your body because it, it's absorbed through the skin and it leads to brain cancers. Uh, farmers uh, in the middle in, mid, in the Midwest have these brain cancers that come out of being exposed to extra high levels of roundup. So all these things are just not great. We need to do something about it. Uh, but the, the problem is how, it's always been how, and look at what happened in Flint. They had their big problem, and we're still hearing about it years later. Why? Because it's a municipality and there's all these too many cooks in the, in the kitchen and, and got to do this, got to do that. And meanwhile, we polluted the, even, the, even the water heaters got lead in them. Everything's got lead in it. It just got messed up. And so our solution is don't try to fix City Hall. Fix your own point of use, right? And that's the philosophy of water on demand. As I said, we're currently uh, operating in the industrial, agricultural, commercial space. Um, housing developments are about as low as small as we get, and but that's where most of the usage is. And we believe we're engineering a water revolution. What's even more of a revolution is we found a whole group of of investors who are delighted to invest in water systems. Water rates inflate at three times the rate of inflation. So that's definitely good because you're in, you're in an inflation-friendly investment. And you're a founder, so you get a ton of stock. So people are delighted to get involved with this because it's the first new asset investment that's come along since Bitcoin, really. You know, this hasn't been anything new and this is brand new. Um, and I would say it's much safer than Bitcoin. We saw, we saw the Canadian government um, 
confiscate wallet addresses uh, of these protesters. I don't think crypto is quite as safe as you think. Oh, it it's is. absolutely not. Yeah, we that's a that's a conversation for another day. Uh, I keep telling people, everybody, all the crypto guys, which I'm a crypto guy, I invest in cryptocurrency too, but everybody tells you it's decentralized, decentralized, get away from centralized bank, the central banks. But I'm going to tell you, it's the highest form of centralization there is because all money in the world is going to be a one or a zero. And when every form of money is a digital piece of money and it's a one or a zero and it's fully trackable, fully monitorable. And, and this is the thing, you know, for you guys listening, you can make money in crypto. I got a friend that made a million bucks last year in crypto. First time, first year investor in crypto. Uh, he he, got, he latched onto some people and just did what they told him to do. And he ran with it. Um Disclaimer, I have not made a million dollars in crypto yet. I'm still working on it. I should have kept everything I bought back in the day. I'll be at like three million right now. But don't but, uh, be a preach yeah, of the choir. But uh, but I'm I'm back in. I'll figure it out. But uh, but the the deal is, um, you know, if, if cryptocurrency had been in place back at to Adam and Eve, you would have a financial record history transaction that was viewable to anybody, all the way back to Adam and Eve. Every transaction, the Louisiana purchase. Uh, I mean, everything, everything, everybody would be able to see it. And and that, in my opinion, is not a very good thing if it's in the wrong hands. As far as your stuff goes, uh, let's let's get the people over to your site, and learn a little bit more, because I think this is really important stuff. Uh, you know, like I said, the elite are trying to buy up resources. They want they, they see the planet as their oyster. They own it. And uh, we're just, you know, probably like ants eating off the fruit. And uh, and they see that resource as a way to make money and control. And and they are they have a plan for that. They're looking at that kind of stuff. Right. And and we need to, you know, just to be aware of it. It's not to be anything to be afraid of, but just be aware of it. Do the best you can do. And I, I love your strategies, Riggs. Uh, so how are the people going to find out about you, follow up and, and look at your investment opportunities? Well, if they go to originclear.com or one word, origin clear, right away, they will see uh, a piece that Newsmax uh, Morning Show did on us, which tells about the story. And on top right, you will see Invest Now. Right now, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's accredited investors. We, we don't currently have a, an offering for unaccredited investors. So the best thing that unaccredited investors could do is simply invest in the stock itself uh, on the open market. But for credit investors, we offer this income flow, just like an oil well, and that is super exciting. Simply go to Invest Now, and you'll see it explained in great detail. You'll get a chance to talk to my main man, Ken Berenger, who is one of the creators of Water on Demand, and he will talk to you. Uh, it, we, we, are, we love this mission. We're making a change finally in water, and we couldn't be happier to be finally doing this. It's been a long time coming. But like I say, when you apprentice in something, you eventually get what you need. I love it, Reg. You got a lot of wisdom there. I appreciate you being on the show today and sharing that. Let me really remind you guys, that's originclear.com. Uh, go check out what Riggs has got. And, and OCLN is the ticker symbol. Is that right, Riggs? Yeah, yes, if you want to look at if you want to look at buying it on the open market, is that is that Dow? Is that uh SP? What is that? What what it's the OTC, so it's over the okay. counter. Oh, it's counter. Okay. You, but any any one of your brokers, Ameritrade, whatever you can buy it from. And it's it's a it's a it's a penny stock, and uh, which means that um, you know sometimes it's better to buy something in, in pennies than in thousands of dollars a share, right? Because I'm a big use. believer, man. I, you know, in the in buying something on the ground floor and getting into it, and you know, I think my new investment strategies personally is like find where you can stick a thousand, ten thousand bucks at different places and just stick it everywhere you can uh, for these opportunities. One of them is going to pay off, and the sky's the limit. My wife told me to buy Apple stock. 
at three dollars a share in uh I, I tell her it was 2003 she told me she told me back in 1998 um i, I don't know but but either way i missed it because uh you know three thousand dollars is like i don't know two three million bucks right now and uh yeah and i didn't listen to her i didn't she had never made an investment in her life and she told me to to buy Apple stock and I, I passed on it. I, I thought they were dead and gone, but you listen but, uh, to your wife. I've learned that lesson. Man, how many I'll tell times. you, I've got, I need to do a book on like picking stocks and letting her, cause I, she didn't know anything about it. And, and I, I went, went through a process with her to see how she would do. And, and she like nailed like eight out of 10 she picked and, and would have made money on them in the last 10 years, like a lot of money, beat the S&P index. Yeah, I think everybody should pay attention to the health. There's so many chemicals and things in the water and the food today. And when you look back, just from a health perspective, these are things I've been learning over the last, you know, I don't know, three, four, five years. But when you look at cancers, cancers were like one in 100 or something like that, one in 60, you know, 60 years ago. Now it's like one in four. And uh, you go, why is there a cancer epidemic? It wasn't like that 50 or 60 years ago. And the only thing you can really point to is, you know, the V word. The environment. The, the, the environment. environment, the food, the water, diabetes, same thing, man. High fructose corn syrup, man, it's in there somewhere doing something bad to us. But anyway, Riggs, I appreciate it. And thank you. Tony, it's been such a pleasure. And I hope we talk again in about six months. And I'll give you an update. That was a really interesting uh, uh, interview, as you saw. And uh, really a, a great interviewer. Um, he made, he briefly made, this is a small excerpt from an hour long podcast, but um, he made a brief reference to, um, we were talking about apprenticeship. He's, he said to me, what's the secret to success? And I said, apprentice, <laughs> learn the trade, right? Uh, on the line. And uh, I violated that so many times, it's scary. So I know by having violated that rule, try an apprentice. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, Keith Rutten says, if MLBs are a proven system, that should be an easy sell to most people who are familiar with business. What's your comment about that, Ken? Yeah, so when I, when I speak with prospects, I go, look, this is like an MLP for water. And they go, oh, okay. Yeah, right. I, you know, and then, they, and then they go, so how does that, you know, of course, then it's, well, how did that work? And I go, well, picture uh, you owned a private utility. It was a piece of equipment that drew either if it drew oil out of the earth, you'd get the royalty. And if it drew water or, or actually, re, you know, recreated clean water from dirty, that that is a that is a billable uh, commodity. All right. And and then it just, you know, it clicks. So then when I try to do the, I mean, it's literally a 30 second explanation. And then it's just kind of going into the the actual mechanics of the offering, which takes a little bit more care and time to, uh, you know, to kind of lay out. But I think no, the concept is in that was a huge breakthrough, you know, comparing it to MLPs. And you and I kind of just went, whoa, this is like yeah. perfect. Now, as and, you say, the devil's in the details is far from the end of it, but it, it, it does a huge jump because before that, we'd have to explain. Now, listen, not all water is being treated. Da, 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 da. It was a long story. Right. <laughs> exactly. Not everybody has the money to buy these systems, you know. <laughs> And people don't realize that they go, well, I, you know, I flush the toilet. It works. It's fine. You know, because right. uh, people that are not disconnected, people that are disconnected from agriculture and it, and you talk to anybody who's ever run anything in the agricultural or, or manufacturing line, they go, oh yeah, water is, you know, water is a huge problem. But folks that, you know, maybe in, uh, you know, in business or, or the corporate world, they don't really have as much of a, um, in some cases, some, some, some are brilliant and they get it. Uh, and not people that aren't, that don't get it. Aren't, it's not that they may not be brilliant people, but they're not exposed to that. 
Um, you know, only by, you know, you talk about apprenticeship. When I joined, joined this company three and a half years ago, I had a vague idea that the water was bad. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's like, you know, it's like once you're in the water business, you'll never drink tap water again. You know, I think once you, you know, once you work in a slaughterhouse, you'll never eat hamburger again. Right. You know, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I experienced. Right. You know, the, the truth is that we like to say that a button is not a hot button for people uh, if you have to explain it. Right. Right. It's got to be like, boom. And, you have to uh, explain the punchline. The joke was not funny. That's right. That's, that's what it, happens. Get it. Right. That's what happens with dad jokes, right? And yeah. I, I get, I get, you know, hit on all the time. Uh, so, Andrea, you're being remarkably quiet. You're just listening to us carry on and on, right? Well, it was a beautiful, like, it, it was a beautiful narrative that uh, Ken was was going through, and I, I was a little <laughs> captured. I was like, oh yeah, that's really interesting. I actually like. Yeah. You need to know, guys, that um, I think there has never been a better time to uh, connect with uh, Origin Clear because uh, it. it to use an analogy that the gentleman was using. You have, if you're not in the market, you have no clue how much demand there is for what we are doing <clears throat> and um, how much our technology is really unique. Uh, we were talking with Riggs today and we we're going over really the, the technology that we have and the, what we are able to do with it. Um, it's, uh, it's mind blowing. So it's, uh, it's really the right moment to jump on board of uh, uh, Apple, right? Like the, in the water <laughs> space, but like yeah. it's like a, 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 an Apple in comparison. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm a very conservative person when it comes to announcement and to being excited, especially in business. Um, but uh, I can tell you that this game we are playing uh, and I got to say the freedom that the rigs gives us in coming up with ideas and solutions and the approach. Um, we are going to make a dent in, uh, in the United States. That's for sure. We're going to, it's going to be a major corporation in the United States. That's for sure. We're going to unleash an 1130 call. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what'd you say, Rick? <laughs> no, never mind. Dad joke. Oh, okay. Many, of the, many of the call at 1130. Hey, got a minute. I'm like, okay, here we go. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to comment on, on something that uh, Andrea said. Um, usually, there's it's a binary choice when you're investing in a, in, a, in a ground floor opportunity. It's either you're doing it entirely. In other words, you can make a lot of money or you can do a lot of good. You can't make a lot mm. of money if you do a lot of good, right? Mm. Uh, and if you do a lot of good, you can't make a lot of money, right? Um, it was like a... A joke my friend often told me about uh, with you know with my wife you can you can be right or you can be married which one would you like right <laughs> so um, I'm still married so it, it, it worked out fine so you learn humility what we learned is that too often it really is a it's it's a binary choice um, you have to either chase this massive accessible market with unlimited upside and it's probably doing some you know not good things, whether it's to the environment or whatever, um, or, or you can be kind of a philanthropist. What we've managed to do is combine doing well by doing good, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, think about every dollar that goes into water on demand, right? So every $100,000 invested in water on demand creates 17.5 million gallons of clean water. You want to talk about the 
That's the definition of impact investing, isn't it? Being actually able to calculate the impact you have. A lot of impact investing is guesswork. Well, we think it's going to do this. We think it's going to do that. This is direct. I mean, it's, it's how we bill, for goodness sake. Right. So we, we can tell you to the drop. And I, I, when I when I talk to folks that really. That, yeah, they want to make money, you know, of course, they want to make money. That's why they're they're not just giving it away to charities. But, you know, when 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 you see their eyes light up and you can say, look, you can personally track the number, the number of gallons that you personally will be responsible for reclaiming and reusing. That's huge. Boom. That's huge. Right. They just, I mean, and you can tell there's certain people that that is the heart of why they're, you know, what they really wanted to do. You know, we all want to, we all want to rule the world. We all want to make a lot of money, but if you can do a heck of a lot of good at literally without any consequence to being part of this, you know, there's no downside to it. It's part of the process. I think it's a win-win. And I think that's probably one of the more exciting elements. I wanted to circle back to the, uh, the technology story that Andrea brought up. And um, in fact, this was the meeting I had this morning with Dan early in um in he was in alabama and um what was really really interesting and this this uh this is going to be next week i'm teasing the next week thing it's going to be fascinating we shot it in high res on both sides so it's actually not a zoom call it's got you know good quality um and you know he's really what is coming out here is that water on demand is is super important but we also realized oh my gosh we have got to standardize all the systems that go out there. Otherwise, we will never be able to scale, right? So it is about uh, modular water systems has developed. They have industrialized water treatment systems in a way that is unique. And this, this you know, literally this product line that is all very, very standardized is essential. It's got to be part of the story with water on demand. You can't have water on demand without solving the technology problem. And of course... This all started, Ken, as you remember, because the technology was great, but it wasn't getting sold because of the capital. So, so they kind of work together, right? They work hand in hand, solve capital and solve technology, but standardize. And that's, we're going to cover that in detail next week. That's it's the key really, word. Really interesting. Yeah. And, and it's like, Rachel, it's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrea. We are really like, uh, the more we go in. So here, here's how it goes. Like when you enter into the market, you need to understand the perception of the market and then make it so cool that it becomes a no-brainer, right? So in our particular case, we have we, we have this company, which is a technology company, and then we build the financial infrastructure around it so we can license the technology and do things with the technology, uh, basically handling whatever barrier is there for the adoption of such technology in the market. And I can tell you that... Um, yeah, uh, I cannot tell you yet, but I will tell you soon. Um, you can tell me offline, though, can't you? Now you've got me. <laughs> yeah, I can call you later. All right, cool, please. <laughs> but but we, we have a really a, a technology that brings some serious innovation into the market for um, the way we can embrace larger projects as well as small projects and keep using the same technology, same standard technology. Our, the business model we are building is, is very solid. Um, and the demand for it, guys, the quantity of demand is is really surprising. Now, sometimes Riggs shows us how things are going on that on that end. It's um, it, it's a challenge to satisfy the demand, which is a great great position to be in. Pleasant problem. One hundred percent right. Um, standardization is the key to 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 scalability. 
I wanted to circle yeah. back as long as we keep using that term. Um, yeah. I wanted to circle back to uh, yes. Don't no, don't say it. Don't say okay. it. Um, is, is your name Jen? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, all right. The term industrialized water treatment. Explain the context under which Dan said it, because some people may not understand that in the context that it's been used in this, you know, they think industrial, right? Okay, let's fast forward to, I don't know, 500 or a thousand installations. Right. If they are not identical in terms of the specs and uh, the parts and the interchangeability and so forth, forget it. It's over. Don't even try, right? And, and, so this, and, this is where it's going. We're, Andrea and I really, today, we spent a lot of time looking at how this scales out big time mm-hmm. and what, are the re, you know, what, what do we do first and second and third? And above all, what came out, bubbled out of it was the vitalness of this. Industrialization really means standardization, right? Yes. It means that Model everything T. bump, 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 bump. And this is how the, for example, the Chinese have done so well is they just ramped it up, right? Well, we got to learn something from that. And that's that's really what what the first the first assembly line car, it was you know ten thousand identical vehicles you know the, the, the Henry Ford Model T right, I mean that's that was really right. that's what that's what created the assembly line car. I wanted to quickly cover this. There's been some great comments in chat here. Hello from Robert Baxter, who had a great meeting with Ken today apparently. Well, every meeting with me is a great meeting. I thought. <laughs> Stop. I oh my God. Okay. And by the way, Ken is very modest. I just wanted to yeah. say that. Uh, Daryl Polston says standardization and modularity is important. I am in the beginning of an ideal uh, idea for a digester with um, basically uh, natural gas compression to capture methane while reducing solid waste. Well, thank you for that, Daryl. That is off topic for us because we've learned like we're water, all water all the time, but I wish you the best of luck. Um, Chris Park says, I have so many shares of this stock because who doesn't want clean water? That's a buy and hold stock. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. This is beautiful. And then uh, Rick, uh, our good friend, Rick Garcia, uh, who is uh, Ricardo Fabiano Garcia says that's very true. Having standardization will greatly simplify the logistics for parts and support. And Ricardo should know because he's a senior program manager at a major tech company in Boston. Um, Fortunately, he doesn't have to live in Boston. Good for him. But he is, uh, he's also one of our very, very, close people and he's involved with our crypto effort which by the way we have not reported on in a long time why because we got things bubbling here we got things bubbling and we want to do it right by the way crypto just took off again why because of the stupid insanity that's going on where people are realizing that their google pay um, could be turned off right right apple pay could be turned off and so that's whoops so that's an oops moment for all of us. And, um, and I think that we're going to see a lot of that. And this is a big reason why we've, we, we're, we're planning to package the dividends in a crypto secure way that you know, reflects the actual asset. The difference between the crypto vision that we have and, and most others is that it, every single gallon of water represented by that coin has money behind it. So it's an actual income bearing asset. And that... I think makes it really interesting. Uh, we'll go, uh, Bill Lucas wants to know, is the crypto on the ERC20 format? Well, yes, it, it, let's put it this way. Most everything is, is on the Ethereum platform, but I, do, I don't want to drill down, but just think about what, what 
crypto standards are being used to package assets these days. Mm. That's all I got to right. say. And we won't go any further on that. It is a different ERC altogether, but, um, but it is correct that it is on the Ethereum platform, which is smart contracts, right? And so then you can, you can say, oh, if this happens, then pay this much to so-and-so. It's very, uh, it's got all the, all the uh, if-then Boolean stuff down, uh, which my, my son learned by playing Minecraft and he became very good at that stuff. <laughs> he literally, he goes, dad, what's this? I go, oh, that's an if-not statement in Minecraft. How cool is that? Anyway, um, I'm going to start wrapping it up. It's been an excellent call. Everybody's stuck around. It's been so interesting. Um, and, you know, the podcast, the um, Millionaire's Choice podcast, which is not video. This He sent me the video just for fun, but um, it's going to be a radio podcast. It'll be out in a, two, three weeks, and it's a full hour, and it goes into these things in a greater detail. Very, very good uh, podcast. It was a lot of fun. Ken says, best wishes from El Salvador. So thank you, Ken. Hello, Dr. Ken. Bada boom. And Tom uh, says, uh, Tom Liaco says, thank you. Well, thank you, everyone. It's been really, really good. Next week. Thank you so much, guys. We're going to have some really good, a really, really, really interesting interview with, with uh, Dan Early. You're going to want to be there. So uh, just remember that if you want to talk to Ken, it's oc.gold slash Ken. And or email investedorigincreate.com. But the best thing is just oc.gold slash Ken right in your browser, schedule a call, and um, I'll make sure that he has time for you. Just, you know. And I try, I'll try not to be boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because the rest of us are. Yes, I never said that. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you very much, guys, for coming in. Blue Gold Baby. Ricardo says, Blue Gold Baby. Right on, baby. Thank you. Bye. Awesome sauce. Stay cool, guys. Bye.